We're back like that animated movie about dinosaurs. Remember that? Remember that weird... The land Before Time? Nope. It was in the height of <laughs> Land Before Time. In a classic, Disney does one thing, DreamWorks does the other. Oh. Um, was was it the one where they... They like they all forgot and they became bad dinosaurs. No, it was something good. to the effect of dinosaurs were reanimated, but in modern times. And we're back. Check it out. <laughs> um, I had a VHS copy of it, but there's no VHS copy of this podcast. The True Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, it's the only wrestling podcast online. So it's by myself, Cameron Osborne, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. He's sitting right there. Oh, hey. Hey ho, and we have, um, we're back, we're, we're finally back from our hiatus, back onto our weekly wrestling action, um, Mike, uh, you know, life has taken us in a lot of different directions, but I think the one thing which has remained constant is professional wrestling, and, you know, we kind of took these few weeks off, seldomly do we ever take time off, let alone multiple kind of two or three weeks in a row here um it's really given me a whole new appreciation for uh for m the monday night raw production team you know they're they're week in week out they don't stop <laughs> i thought we could yeah. be like them but apparently we can't yeah you know i mean some wrestlers don't have to be there every week but the guys making the ship run they certainly do vince, the vince is there every week <laughs> yeah even when he's not, uh, not supposed to be or lawsuits. something. <laughs> He's not supposed yeah. to be there. He is uh, there, and folks, we're 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 coming back. In, we're coming back into our uh, weekly wrestling action. But here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring you all the pay per views that we missed because somehow we missed like th three weeks goes by and we missed three huge shows. <laughs> like things are moving. <laughs> things are moving that quickly, especially because you know we had Forbidden Door. Blood and Guts, Money in the Bank, and on the horizon, SummerSlams at the end of the month. I think the uh, the castle, the one in the the one over there in in, in Wales, is either before, yeah. might be the week before SummerSlam, or maybe the week after. Uh, it's after SummerSlam. It's I guess it's probably. Uh, I don't know if it's after All Out as well. Maybe like well, I mean, all before out. All Out, Mon Monday Night Raw is coming to Toronto, Ontario. So, I mean, there is a lot of action <laughs> um, that we do need to catch up on. So, let's kick this one off nice and hot. Uh, the uh, let's, let's move ourselves over to the Forbidden Door. Review. The AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling cross-promotional action. The Forbidden Door has been open. We've been talking about this for a long time. I think the fans have been excited. You and I have been excited personally. And also, I'm fine. The inaugural of anything is going to be fun. This is the inaugural <laughs> Forbidden Door uh, opening. This this is this is a landmark moment. Yeah, but you know, the word forbidden is there for a reason. Because this, I mean, going in, this show is kind of cursed. We had guys dropping out left and right with injuries. Brian Danielson dropped out, and uh, CM Punk, obviously, and a uh, bunch of guys. But we're here. We're going to have a lot of fun. That's all that matters. Well, you know, and I think, you know, the, the, sh the show must go on in a very show-must-go-on style. Of course, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is going to go on regardless of who's there. Brian Danielson will be announcing his replacement for his match with Zack Sabre Jr. Because, of course, I think I I think I called Zack Sabre Jr. Brian Danielson as the second this was announced. I think I, I think I called that match. 
Well, you were wrong, it looks like, pal. Well, I would have been right. Let's just, <laughs> I, know, let's just I, I mean, I, I know the record books will show I was wrong. Tell that to the bookies. But the little awesome. asterisks in the corner will show I was right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that match someday. Yes. We know we will. Oh, we, we've got it. We've got it. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, did you watch the buy-in? I, sk- I skipped the buy-in on this one. Yeah, nothing, uh, I mean, it was fun, but nothing too crazy, just, I mean, everyone, this whole show, everyone was over, even the guys I've never seen wrestle this, the crowd loves them, everyone's having a good time, so. Yeah, um, I think the, yeah, I think this was one of those, the fans just wanted to be there, um, you know, we had the likes of, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and he got, he got a pop, he got a pop! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he had four matches on the buy-in. It was like so. Oprah over here. Yeah. Like, you get a pop. You get a pop. You get a <laughs> pop. Everyone gets a pop. But let's go to the main show here. Uh, starting right off with uh, Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki taking on Shota, Amino, Wheeler, Utah, and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone, this crowd, when Suzuki, he gets to do his full entrance, they don't cut it off. They all just love shouting that one part. The Kaza Ninore. That's a great, great little visual there. Dude's over as hell. And I, all the stars who were coming in from New Japan to this show, every single one of them was just over as hell. Yeah. I mean, once again, we're in Chicago, one of the most spoiled, but... One of the most hottest crowds in all of wrestling. You are right, Mike. I do have to say they're uh, <laughs> spoiled, however appreciative of everything. Yeah. You know, like a kid, if, if they were he's a really good kid, he overachieves and he gets good gifts for Christmas. Exactly, <laughs> but they're not stuck up about it. Like I yeah, got like, a, hey, want to come play in my Dreamcast? It's like, <laughs> wow. He's got a PlayStation N64 and a Dreamcast. Damn. Like damn, he's like, uh, yeah. I, do you want to borrow it? And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, not for keeps, but do you want to borrow? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah. Let's Wheeler Yuta. He was in this match. Crowd was real hot for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everyone was everyone was over. Uh, Eddie and Suzuki. They do a bunch of chop exchanges, but Suzuki's the king of those little machine gun chops. So he just takes it. Uh, yeah, crowd gives him a standing ovation. Uh, Sammy Guevara doing his thing, big shooting star press to the floor, but eventually it all comes down to Jericho and Shota, and uh, Sammy nails Shota in the back with a baseball bat, and then Jericho ends up hitting the Judas effect, get the win for his team. Yeah, Chris Jericho getting the big win to kick off the show, Mike, you called... uh you caught all the big action there. Um, uh, one thing that we will see uh, throughout this entire uh, show, I love the, the the fanfare of the New Japan uh, entrance gear or the outfits. Colorful. <laughs> There's streamers like on the end, like like coming off your bicycle handles. Yeah. There's <laughs> there uh, sequence. Very Lots catching cool the eyes. A lot of a lot of a lot of, lot of cool stuff here. Yeah, no, we also didn't mention that they had uh, New Japan ring announcers, commentary, you had Kevin Kelly, and uh, everything but a referee. We didn't have a New Japan referee. But we didn't have the, uh, the, the, uh, the Red Shoes guy. I think that's his <laughs> yeah, name, is Red Shoes. Yeah, he always wears red shoes. Too bad. <laughs> but uh, let's go to the next match. You had FTR taking on United Empire and Rapongi Vice. Winner take all match. 
for both the IWGP and Ring of Honor tag titles. So, I guess the AAA titles, the AAA titles are not on the line. Apparently, yeah, that'd be too much. But uh, <laughs> Rapongi Vice, Rapongi's getting a good deal out of this. They're not putting anything up and uh, have a chance to. They, win they only can win. <laughs> but uh, the crowd wins as well. Just another good match. Lots of tag. I mean, this whole card was filled with tag matches, but that's AEW. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone loves FTR right now. They're just super over. And, and we 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 were talking about this not too long ago. I think I, I I think the two of these men are making a case for most over. This could be an unprecedented shooties year because somehow. <laughs> Both of these dudes are over like Rover. Absolutely. Uh, but then Dax gets hurt, and he gets taken out of the match. They take him to the back. He's holding his shoulder, so uh, Cash Wheeler has to hold down the fort. But eventually, Dax makes his heroic comeback. He's got his shoulder all taped up, and uh, FTR just go on a roll. Um, yeah, hit a bunch of moves. Big doubles pile driver. Uh, Rapunky Vice hit the strong zero on the Great Ocon. Uh, and then FTR slide in, hit the big rig, get the win. So they retain the Ring of Honor titles, win the New Japan titles. And now they hold three titles because of that uh, AAA as well. So Three titles in three promotions, yet they don't have the one in the promotion they're actually on the most. Isn't that crazy for these guys? I mean, you gotta do it. You gotta let them have. You gotta do it. You you gotta four (laughs) titles, four promotions. We gotta get there. But like you said, Dax Harwood did eventually return to huge pop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, hopefully, you know, hopefully he's okay. It 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 felt more like a a kind of scheduled, you know, like a yeah. I think it was all part of the story. Um, uh, Jeff Cobb to I think we may need to do some cross promotion with Maury Povich. I'm pretty convinced he's Rhino's son, and um, <laughs> until it's the the, the 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 size, the singlet, the greasy hair, until someone tells me he's not, they're not directly related. <laughs> I have no what about choice. Wardlow, he Wardlow's kind of hair not as greasy. <laughs> not as greasy. I think he, he ties it up. That's why he got the. He's got, yeah, he's got the little samurai thing going on behind him. <laughs> but uh, let's go to the next match because we're going to crown a first ever champion here. The All-Atlantic title, Fatal 4-Way. Everyone had to qualify. You have Miro, Pac, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors, who uh, was originally supposed to be Tomohiro Ishii. But he got injured like everyone else. Like so. we had said, the card might be slightly cursed. Although I feel like professional wrestling in general is slightly cursed right now. Of right course. now it is, definitely. Cody, <laughs> Kenny, everyone. Yeah, Randy. Randy. But anyways, new title. The belt looks great. Uh, fatal four-way here. And uh, yeah, Miro just looking good, dominating, tossing people all over the place. Pack doing his thing, the big high flies, the flips. You know, you know what he does, all that great stuff. And, uh, Malachi, he sets up a table right against the guardrail, and it's like right on top of a kid's face. So I think the dad comes and like, kid, get out of here, come on. I did, I did I see that one. One of those like, well, hey, if you're buying a front row AEW seat <laughs> with your kid, you're kind of letting him know like, hey, things might get a little out of hand here. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Clark Connors ends up using that table. He spears Miro right through it. And then he goes on a little run, which was 
this is the most I've seen of Connor. So I, I, like, okay, I had, I had never good. heard of his name before or seen the man until this evening. Yeah, I came away impressed. He was good, but uh, yeah, eventually Miro he starts hulking up. He gets packed in the game over. That's when Malachi comes in, sprays Miro with the black mist, hits him with the heel kick, but then Connors grabs Black. Uh, so those two are all tied up, and while they're tumbling around, Pack climbs up the ropes, hits a 450 splash onto Black, and then he locks Clark Connors in the Brutalizer and forces him to tap out. So Pack is your first ever AEW All-Atlantic Champion. And congratulations to the bastard. Yeah, very well deserved. He's he's deserved a title for a long time. This would so. be this would be his first title since uh, probably the cruiserweight championship in WWE, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Uh, we don't know exactly how this title is going to shake out if they're going to make it something that's defended in other promotions more than it is in AEW. Kind of seems like what they're going for. Yeah, you I wonder. Pack, yeah. He likes to. Yeah, exactly. What's the po- what's the point anyways. of it? What's the point of it exactly? Uh, yeah. So, anyways, fun match. Good, good win for Pac. Yeah, yeah. Very <coughs> much so deserved. Uh, then after that, we had Shingo Takagi teaming up with Sting and Darby Allen to form the Dudes with Attitudes. Look out! Uh, taking on the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, and El Fantasmo. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Young Bucks and Elephant Tasmo are the Bullet Club. Yes, they are the Bullet Club. And Herc- <laughs> and Herculeu. Wasn't he in the match? Hikaleu or Hikaleo, something like that. I think he was the manager. I think. Yeah. I think he was their manager, so he wasn't officially in the match, but uh neither was right. Sting. At first, because Sting doesn't come out for his entrance. Uh then the spotlight shines up in the rafters and he's not there. It shines back down and He's standing on top of the entrance tunnel, and, you know, this 63-year-old man, he just loves diving off shit. So, dives off the entrance onto the bullet club. Yeah, what do you think was taller, this one or the uh, Andrade, him, when it was him and Andrade fell under the tables? Because <laughs> um, that, that one yeah. certainly felt more, more brutal, you know, because he was going through tables and stuff. But this one, yeah. he probably dropped a good 15 feet. Uh, it was high, and yeah, he just had people catching him. No table to break the no fall. No table so. to break the fall. Crazy old man. We love it. Uh, wild way to start a match, and uh, yeah, you know, didn't really slow down from there. The Bucks, Darby, doing all their crazy stit. Uh, one funny spot, I like for the Bullet Club, they would do these back rakes and just build it up more and more, just like three triple twists into a back rake. Funny spot. Hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, more silliness later when Phantasmo tries to twist Sting's nipples, but Sting no-sells it. Uh, And then he gets revenge later when he pinches Phantasmo's nipples. So he's not afraid to get a little little goofy. He's not afraid. He's he's, (laughs) he's got nothing to prove. He's done it all. Yeah. Uh, Then the Young Bucks hit Sting with a double super kick, but he just absorbs it like it's nothing and pounds on his chest, knocks him down. Crowd's going nuts for Sting. He hits a <laughs> love that moment. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 awesome, man. And he hits a double scorpion death drop on the Bucks, and then Shingo comes in, hits the last of the dragon on Phantasmo, gets the win. Yeah, just a lot of fun that match. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean I think that's what it was gonna be. 
you know, Tay, you know, I, lo I love the Sting no sell. It's something. There was also a moment where I think uh, Sting was supposed to kind of. There was a no sell moment against Phantasma where he was supposed to go right back at him, but he kind of forgot. And then he went outside of the <laughs> ring. And then, he, and then Phantasma was like, oh shit, there was a spot that I was waiting for. And then Sting was like, oh shit. And then he comes back into the ring. <laughs> there was a couple, there was a couple little moments there. Um, but yeah, the Bucks are still, Buck, Bucks still got it. You know, they're, they've probably been champs for what, a month now, maybe? Uh, maybe two months. Did they win them at double or nothing? I can't remember. Yes. No. Yeah, so probably. Oh, well. I don't know. However we'll long have to look. Uh, but let's go to our AEW women's title match. Thunder Rosa defending against Tony Storm, who's been on a roll lately. Uh, been impressive here, but I also like Thunder Rosa. Her face paint looked awesome here. It was just like super detailed. Yeah, she, uh, for pay-per-views, she really goes full out on this, on this, on the gear, on the face paint. Yeah, it reminded me of like Two-Face. It was like, you could see like muscles in her cheek and Ooh, shit. It was cool. Good catch, so, good yeah, catch. Graphic. But, uh, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, they shake hands. They show respect at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, crowd's pretty split. And this was your shortest match on the show. But still enough time for some nice little technical moves. And uh, Thunder Rosa even pulls out a Stone Cold Stunner. And, uh, yeah, Tony Storm, she gets a couple big moves in. The uh, German suplex on the apron to a Tornado DDT on the floor. And then that vicious hip attack in the corner that just snaps Rosa's head back. I still don't how get. Did, I still don't, I don't get how, how that's safe. It. I don't. I don't. I don't know how that's safe. Uh, yeah, I watched it like ten times, and it really every just single time like, she does it, I'm like, this, this. I don't get what's happening right now, and I'm sure it's hap something's happening. Maybe and her booty's just so cushioned. That I'm like, not. I'm not a shock. professional, so yeah, I've never been <laughs> trained. I don't know what's going on. I'm just an observer, yeah. and it looks like it's fucking hurts every single I mean, that time. That could be your finisher. I'd make that your finishing move when it looks that good. Yeah, I mean that. That's but. exactly it, right? I mean, that being said, every single V trigger looks like it hurts, <laughs> <laughs> or every single yeah. fucking uh, Will Osprey elbow to the back of the head looks like it hurts. But I feel like those, the camera angle could help a little bit. But this one just seems like it's full on. The camera's waiting for the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the connection. It's in I, the corner. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Either way. Uh, Thunder Rosa, though, she survives that vicious hip attack and uh, fights back. Hits a Death Valley driver and then the Fire Thunder driver, which she's modified. Now she, like, sits out with it. So it looks even more vicious. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so she hits that. Tony kicks out has one last comeback but she can't hit the storm zero so rosa hits the final reckoning which is dustin rhodes finisher uh, that's what i was that's what i was gonna say it looks like uh the old dustin rhodes yeah the good dustin rhodes finisher not the bull <laughs> not, no, hey well hey <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that gets her the win retains her title um but yeah i would have just ended it with the fire thunder driver you don't need to be Using that Dustin Rhodes move. Yeah, but I think uh, Dustin Rhodes seems to be the fit Finley of the AEW women's division. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But uh, you don't see women doing fit Finley's finisher. Well, well, uh, what was his finisher? I think it was one of them. Uh, I think it was like the white noise that Sheamus does that move. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, good, good match. 
Yeah, I think fun. for the uh, time that you said that they had, I think when they finished, they shook hands when all uh, was said and done. But it is nice to see after after Tony Storm's debut, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, nothingness. And now we've sort of come back a little bit. Um, yeah, she's she's been looking strong. You know, she uh, I'd say she even after the loss, she's still one of the top contenders. That's the thing. Losing a championship match isn't like that bad. Yeah. Losing a fucking television match to someone who doesn't matter, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, this was yeah hard fought match on a pay per view. So. Mm-hmm. But let's go to Will Osprey taking on Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States title, uh, which is nowhere to be seen because apparently Juice Robinson stole it from him. I think. Yeah, there was there was there was some kind of drama that I didn't quite understand. So what happened was Juice Robinson was the champion and then he got appendicitis or something, so he couldn't defend it. Mm-hmm. So there was some kind of whatever, whatever, and then Will Ospreay won it. So now from my understanding, Juice Robinson stole it back in the like, hey, this is mine kind of thing. Although yeah. to the records it's not at all. Like it was vacated because he couldn't yeah. Defend it. There, this no, is this is uh, not an interim type situation. This is a <laughs> no. You can't have it anymore. Uh, so there was a bit of that. So yeah, we didn't actually see the the uh, the championship belt, but what we did see, or rather, what we heard, uh, was Jim Ross, who was not on the commentary team for the entirety of the show, but he was out there for this match. Yeah, they've been doing this uh, on Dynamite and stuff lately as well, just like bringing him out for the main event. So, you know, maybe now, you know, he's had his health issues and stuff. So he's like, oh, I'll give you an hour. I'll come in for an hour. That's all I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's I don't think anyone's complaining. I don't think any neckbeards no. out there are like jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So uh, Will Ospreay, he's also the Rev Pro champ. So he brought that out with him. But uh, yeah, the ref had nothing to race before the match starts, but this is for the U- U.S. title, and it uh, doesn't matter because this ended up being amazing. Uh, just amazing. Great chemistry between these two, and just the constant one-upsmanship, and uh, yeah, Will Ospreay, if these Americans haven't seen him before, they will they know how damn good he they is They know now. who he is now. What a clash <laughs> of styles, too. Like, the, the non-stop everything compared to the 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 sloth style yeah <laughs> of uh you know i mean um Os- osprey would just do two moan salts student shooting star press corkscrew splash in four and a half seconds <laughs> like amazing yeah, he's just while while orange cassidy has his hands in his pockets <laughs> but we all love Cassidy, the ultimate underdog, and mm-hmm. yeah, of course he was doing his his hands in pockets routine. The crowd's chanting for him, but he gets serious when he needs to, and he had a bunch of big near falls. The crowd was going wild, just biting on these things, and uh, yeah, he's hitting Osprey with everything he's got. Uh, big DDT spikes him down, and they fight to the top rope. Uh, Cassidy smashes Osprey's head right into the ring post camera. And the camera the broke the camera. <laughs> Those aren't cheap, uh, by the way. Cassidy. Uh, probably not that expensive. <laughs> uh, and then he follows up with the beach break. So another big 2.999 near fall there. And 
Crowd is just going nuts. Can Orange Cassidy do this? He goes to finish it off with the Orange Punch, but Osprey counters him with a cutter, a regular cutter, and then he hits the Os cutter. But Orange Cassidy kicks out of that, so they keep the shit going, and uh, yeah, eventually uh, Stormbreaker gets reversed into a Hurricane Rana, another big near fall. Then Osprey hits the Hidden Blade, which I think that's his finisher, but Cassidy kicks out of that. That's the big so, elbow to the back of the head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hidden blade. Cassidy kicks out. So Osprey says, enough. I have to finish this. He hits the Stormbreaker. And that finally gets the three count. Retains the title. But holy shit, this was an amazing match. And I think if anyone, if we were, if you were expecting a comedy match... I don't know. Maybe people, maybe someone was expecting that out there, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, you know, kind of. It, or it, this turned out even better than that. You remember the Pac Cassidy match from all those years ago? Yeah. This turned out. This was that on steroids. Yeah. You know I mean, where this, it, uh... was, it, it was Orange Cassidy doing Orange Cassidy shit, and then just some dude doing insane things around him. Um, yeah. And yeah, this... yeah. Yeah, I think this was my match of the night, probably. I think, yeah, it was my match of the night. This was a lot of people's match of the night. I am uh, sure. Yeah, these two are the two. These, both of these two have to be some of the best on the planet. And um, that elbow to the back of the head. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, they go to uh, beat up Orange Cassidy some more. But then the best friends come out to make the save. Followed by Katsuyoru Shibata, who comes out. Uh, he got a big pop from the crowd. I think he had some like very real serious injuries, so him coming back makes people excited. Hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, Cassidy just puts the sunglasses on him as a thanks for helping him out. Oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah. The crowd, yeah, the crowd Shibata. was the crowd was pretty hot there. Um, yeah. For a, a face who I didn't recognize, but hey, if they're excited, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, then we have Zack Sabre Jr. taking on the big mystery opponent. So, like we said, Brian Danielson had to pull out due to injury, but he got to handpick this replacement. And, uh, you who, know, who will also be the replacement at Blood and Guts and the new member of uh, the Blackpool Combat Club? It was kind of, it's kind of like three things in one here. This isn't just a, a temporary replacement. Yeah, it's a big deal. So you got to get a big name for that. And uh, this guy's been, we've been waiting for him. Since he was released, we knew him as Cesaro, but he's back as Claudio Castagnoli. I'll just call him Claudio. But yeah, huge pop from the crowd. We've all been waiting for him. And uh, yeah, he had the uh, famous classical 1812 overture as his, uh, his entrance music. So. Was that his pre-WWE entrance music? Probably, maybe. I don't know. But either way, now they own it, so it's theirs. There you go. Or they can use it whenever. But uh, yeah, so Claudio's looking good. Just comes out blazing with a super uppercut. Hits the neutralizer right off the bat. Almost wins it right there. But uh, yeah, crowd chanting Claudio, who's now he's got shorts on. Slightly different look there for the gear, but uh, still the same amazing wrestler we know and love. And. Uh, I mean, of course, Zack Sabre Jr., world-renowned for his technical ability. So these two just have a great hard-fought match. Lots of submissions. And uh, yeah, on the floor, or at one point, Claudio, or 
yeah, Zach tries to get Claudio in like a submission, but he just picks him up, uh, walks up the steps, carries him all the way back into the ring, just like power bombs him over the ropes. Walks like, up strength. the steps <laughs> with 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 him on like one arm, mind yeah, you. Yeah, one arm, like barely, an arm bar, barely like... balancing himself with the other arm, and just slams him down. Yeah, that crazy strength. Uh, he tries to go for the big swing, but Saber keeps escaping until eventually he hits the swing, but he only gets like five or six spins due to the the fatigue and the injury to the arm. Uh, and then Saber just pulls out this crazy pinning combination, uh, gets a near fall, but Claudio ends up hitting the Ricola bomb and uh, gets the nice win in his debut. Yeah, big win for the debut. Uh, probably the probably the pop of the night. Possibly the biggest pop in the night when that name comes up. I think this was his pre WWE name, so I think people saw Claudio, and I think there was a little Swiss flag there on the uh, yeah. <laughs> on the jumbotron. So people were like, "Ooh, you know." And uh, if he is, um, you know, to be a permanent member of the Blackpool Combat Club moving forward, uh, this this could potentially be one of the fiercest stables here in professional wrestling. Absolutely, you know, exactly. but but Danielson, Moxley, fucking Wheeler, Yuda, you know, yeah, William Regal, William Regal, take that bloodline. They would actually go. <laughs> they would actually go out pretty well against the bloodline if the bloodline could sneak in one more. If they could sneak in Sami Zayn for real, you know, and then that's a good one because we got Regal versus Paul Heyman. We got Mox Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 like you said, I hope we do get to see the the Brian Danielson Zack Saber Jr. at one point. I think it is owed to us, and it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Yeah, whenever Brian. I mean, we still don't know. He's been out like almost. A month but it's now, crazy so. because remember when his foot fell between the ring there, between the ring and the ramp, and we were like, "Oh shit, he's hurt!" But then he still wrestled in that fucking anarchy match. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to do. I think it's his head, like a concussion. Again. Oh, no. Yeah. As long as it's not and, his neck, because uh, his neck is the fragile part. <laughs> yeah, I can fuck I mean, up. the brain, too. Eh, it's all connected, I guess. The, the, the neck bone's <laughs> connected to the brain bone. <laughs> and, uh, well, CM Punk, did you end up hearing how he ended up breaking his foot in the first place? No, no, what happened? It wasn't during any of the matches. It was during his entrance when he does that thing where he jumps into the guardrail into the fans okay you know like yeah he, yeah yeah I can, I can rammed pi- his foot i can picture he just it rammed his foot and that's where he broke it so he slapped his so. foot against the fucking guardrail yeah ah, he, like, tries to punky punky of all the ways to do it <laughs> of all the ways god damn it so that sucks and it would have been anyway. i guess because i guess he won it on the sunday so maybe it was that following wednesday was probably when he on dynamite when he came out oh my lord punky Anyways, we'll we'll get more of him whenever we uh, have an update. In probably four to six weeks from Double or Nothing, so it could actually be coming up soon. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about we'll it. Uh, but let's go to this uh, fatal four-way match for the IWGP Heavyweight title. You got the champion Jay White defending against Adam Cole, Hangman Page, and Kazuchika Okada, who just lost the belt a few weeks back before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, At Dominion, but, had, had lost uh, to Jay White. Yeah, but uh, Okada gets a huge standing ovation here from this crowd. 
super hyped to see him live and Oh, that uh, Okada has been on AEW television for what? He was on the Double or Nothing for a quick appearance, and now this. As soon as that little f- coin flick, as soon as that little ping, yeah. people go fucking nuts, <laughs> and rightfully so, Mike. I think I texted you um, while this was happening. Oh, so I, so I have to. I guess I have to mention. So it was during the the match just prior. No, two matches prior. The Orange Cassidy match. This was where I started watching live. Uh, I hadn't watched the rest of it. Dude, P- if you're on the West PST, Pacific Standard Time, are fucking spoiled. Here's why. <laughs> A pay-per-view that starts at 8, you know, 8 p.m. ends at midnight. That's five. Yeah. <laughs> ends, at, ends at like 10. It's fucking <laughs> glorious. Oh, my Lord. Like, I was kind of just finishing dinner. The family, we played, like, we played a game, and then people started to go to bed. So I pulled open my tablet. I'm sitting on the back deck, fucking mountains in the background, watching freshly squeezed, you know, with a drink <laughs> in my hand. And it, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, it's, it's 830. <laughs> oh, yeah. I say, yeah, people, well, if you're out there in PST, you got a fucking maid in the shade. I mean, maybe when Clash of the Castle comes around, well, I don't know what the time zone difference is, but maybe. Well, it, it was like it. it was like those uh, fucking. It's like the Tokyo Dome shows. Wake up, have get a cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> sit down for your television, watch some wrestling. Uh, but so yeah, here we are. Yeah, so I'm here. I'm you know I'm watching. <laughs> I'm I'm watching this one as it happens. I got mountains in the background. Fucking Kazuchika Okada, physically. So much like like I think he, he him himself his character his persona is grander than life. Physically, he is also larger than life. This dude is fucking big. <laughs> when we put him beside Adam Cole and even beside uh, Hangman <laughs> Page. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's a big dude. Dude's fucking uh, big. Adam Cole and Jay White though they. Uh... <laughs> Cole and White they've got some history, so they're working together for a bit. Uh, teaming up and uh, yeah then they fight or sorry I'm all mixed up here uh, yeah we I guess it's a fatal four way so there's no really rules or anything we can have chairs and stuff like that but uh, yeah and no 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 DQs <laughs> anything like that of course you know like you said the bullet club members uh, Adam Cole and Jay White you know kind of took on the uh, you know fighting alongside uh, thing yeah, team up for a while, but eventually the, the alliance has to break when uh, Adam Cole hits a literal backstabber and then the boom onto Jay White. Uh, and then Hangman jumps in. He's ready to hit a buckshot lariat, but that's when Gato on the outside, he's interfering. Uh, yeah, he grabs Hangman, so instead Hangman hits the dead eye and then the buckshot, but uh, Okada breaks up the pin. That's when Adam Cole comes in, just goes on a super kick rampage, just kicking everyone. And uh, But then Okada, he fights back. He hits him with the landslide. He kept going for the Rainmaker, but he never got to hit it. But uh, yeah, so the ending here, this is when things broke down a little bit. Uh, something happened to Adam Cole on one of these moves here. It seemed like leading up to it because, uh, yeah, Okada tries to hit him with the Rainmaker, but Cole just kind of ducks it, so he doesn't get hit. And that's when Jay White comes in, hits the Blade Runner on Okada, so he's out. But instead of pinning the guy that he just hit his finishing moves on, he goes over to Adam Cole, who's just been laying in the corner. And, you know, the last thing he did was avoid the Rainmaker, but Jay White just rolls over Cole, pins him, and the ref counts to three. So, 
maybe a bit of a weird yeah. one for you? I mean, the word is it was a concussion. Cole got concussed, so that's why the ending was really weird like that. Huh. Yeah, maybe like because, Adam Cole I mean, was supposed to be pinned. I think he was supposed to get hit with that Rainmaker, but he just couldn't take it. Oh, okay. But it was like, we need to see a Rainmaker, but we didn't. See, yeah, I thought nothing hit Cole. He got pinned after being not hit. By I him. thought they were yeah. holding it off because, you know, one of those like Okada's here, but he's not doing the thing we want him to see. Uh, you know, it's uh, I, th- I thought it was maybe more like that. You know, it's like Okada. Okay, we're <laughs> we're not going to pin you, but you know, you're here. The crowd's going to be stoked, but of course, you're not going to be the one that gets pinned. But yeah, you could be right. Maybe that Rainmaker was intended for Adam Cole. But are, you, but are you saying that the intended outcome was not supposed to be Jay White? No, I'm saying everything, okay. pretty much everything ended the way it was supposed to, except for the week, like, Cole just got covered and pinned after nothing. Right. He was there, just laying in the corner. There was a doctor seconds. after the match who came out to check on Adam Cole. You know, hopefully everything's all right, you know. But you could be you could be onto something, maybe a little bit of a, you know, got a couple screws knocked loose. Yeah, no, it's it's confirmed. It's not just a hunch. Hmm. That is what happened. Eek. Uh, and you could see right after the match too. Uh, Jay White was just talking to the ref like he was probably pissed off. It's like, why the fuck? That's that's it. That's the ending. But uh, crowded, yeah, crowd was kind of sh- silent there too. They were kind of like, what's going on? Jr. Even Jr. was like, oh, anticlimactic. But anyways, hopefully Cole's okay. I mean, and the, uh, and the live crowd would have been watching the doctors with Adam Cole, right? So there's probably also that bit of. Oh, shit, what's actually happening here? Yeah. So, the match was still good, though. But, uh, yeah, just the ending, the unfortunate ending a little bit. Uh, Hopefully, we can see Okada in a singles match, because, you know, you didn't even get to see him hit the Rainmaker, so not quite. I mean, he still looked great, but, you know, we know he can do more. Oh, he's certainly welcome whenever he wants to come back. I think the fans will welcome him with open arms. Yeah. So definitely got to get a singles match with him somewhere soon. Uh, but let's go to the main event. We got John Moxley taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW interim world title match. Uh, yeah, we already said, of course, CM Punk getting injured led to all this. Uh, but the crowd's hot. They're loud for both guys. And uh, as the match went on, I felt like they were leaning towards Tanahashi. They seemed like they wanted him to win this thing. Kind of I, I I never got a vibe that they wanted one more <laughs> than the other. I think uh, yeah. I mean, it's not me, like they were booing Moxley. Maybe they were just so excited to see. Tom I think they were just so excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so good wrestling match here. Moxley, the RKO is just a regular part of his moveset now. He's hitting it every week. It's yeah. It's uh, it's he's it's, it's a cut. He's doing a cutter. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, a big pile driver. He puts Tanahashi through the timekeeper's table. But, uh, yeah, Tanahashi fights back and then starts stomping on Moxley's head. And then he hits a sling blade, which is a move where you land on your back. You don't make contact with the forehead. But uh, Moxley heard the word blade, so he just rolls to the floor. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what cut him open, a sling blade? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he... uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, depending on, maybe it was the rollout. You know, he rolled I mean, out of the I, ring and his head got kind of nicked against a, a sharp edge. I you know those classic sharp swipe. edges on the ring apron? I saw him do a little 
a swipe across the oh, forehead. Oh, you saw it. I, hey. think, I think I missed it. I didn't see it happen. It was quick if you're looking for it. I was looking oh, for well, it. Oh, well, Moxley's a Moxley's a blading <laughs> pro. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not going to stop him. He wants to bleed, so he comes <laughs> yeah, up yeah, bleeding. Yeah, you want to stop him? I'm not saying shit to Moxley. <laughs> Renee can't stop him. None of us can. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's bleeding. Tanahashi hits a big crossbody onto the floor. And, uh, yeah, just opens up Moxley even more. So he's a bloody mess, but he still manages to hit the paradigm shift. And he cradles it into a pin, but Tanahashi kicks out. He fights back. He hits his big frog splash, but Moxley kicks out of that. And then Mox hits a, a massive King Kong lariat. Stiff shot. But Tana kicks out of one. So huge pop. He's got his one last hurrah here. So Moxley pulls out the big gun and hits the Death Rider. And that finally Death gives him the three Death Rider! <laughs> yeah. Just a bit more intense than the paradigm shift. And that gives him the win. John Moxley, new interim AEW world champion. And a great fight by Tanahashi, though. And yeah, they show the respect after, shake hands, but then get interrupted by Jericho and Garcia and the rest of the society. They all attack. So Eddie and Santana and Ortiz, they run out. Big brawl. Claudio comes out. He ends up hitting the big swing. Uh, and this is where we can... got a few a few swings on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So send the crowd home happy at the end there. And uh, yeah, that was Forbidden Door. And I mean... It's not Survivor Series, but if you're keeping score, I had AEW with six points and New Japan with either three or four points, depending on if you count certain people. With uh, either way, though, AEW. Wins. What was the uh, what was the <laughs> disputed point? Well, Lance Archer, he was kind. Even though he's in AEW, he was like fighting on behalf of uh, whatever group he's in. So right. I didn't know what to count him as. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So I yeah. just yeah. Either way. AEW wins. <laughs> Not that they were keeping score. Yeah, matter. this wasn't a scorekeeping, you know. But that being said, though, you know, this, uh, I think, as a as a as a case study, uh, let's do it, run it back. <laughs> let's run yeah. it back. You know, I think we were, you know, like we've said, the injuries, right? But we were, you know, we sh we should have gotten that CM Punk and Tanahashi, which would have been a barn burner. We should have gotten. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Brian Danielson. You know, there's a lot of shouldas, a lot of couldas. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I think the future is still wide open for these two groups working together. Yeah, well, I think New Japan has said they want to host one in their home country. So. Yeah, I wonder how how well, um, like, their audience would respond. Because, you know, even at a New Japan show, they are, the audience is a little more respectful to just yeah. kind of general things. I'm curious how, uh, you know, how it would fare. Because I think, yeah, I, I mean, obviously we would want to see all the matches on the card. Would the local media fan base, would they be as stoked as it happening? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I think they get hyped. Like when guys like Moxley go over there, they get pretty hyped about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was it. Uh, yeah, I thought a great pay-per-view and definitely looking forward to the sequel whenever we get it yeah forbidden door part two definitely want to see that well uh let's move our way through the week right because i think it was just a few days later yeah a few days later uh aw yeah, really. aw dynamite brought us blood and guts aew all elite 
They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Blood and Guts Part yeah. 2. Blood and Guts Part, part. 2, of course. Uh, last year was the inaugural. It was, uh, so I guess, what were they called back then? The fucking... Uh, Inner Circle? Inner Circle. Yeah, taking on the pinnacle. But now, of course, we know our Blood and Guts blood and guts match will be between the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club with newly featured Claudio, of course. And it's uh, it ends up being a fun week because we get that normal, it's two rings. The two rings are set up beside each other already. Yeah. Two rings. <laughs> like war. Like, hey, well, no, it's Blood and Guts, not War Games. Yeah. Well, last year, I remember, yeah, they only had the one match. That was the whole thing. It was the they whole thing. Yeah. They couldn't figure it out how to set it up quick enough, but not this time. So I'm glad they figured it out. Yeah, but uh, are we just talking about the blood and guts match itself here? Whatever you want to do. Um. Yeah, I think we just we can just talk about the match itself. Yeah, we can skip. We, well, yeah, we'll skip uh, through. Uh, quick, quick through the uh, rest of the card. Orange Cassidy defeated all ego. Ethan Page, um, Christian Cage had a fantastic promo where he said the only good thing about Detroit is that it's close to Canada. Um, <laughs> of course, this was taking place at the Little Caesars Arena. Um, that was uh, that was a great line. I don't know if you um, you know now that he's full heel. Christian Cage wearing a black turtleneck and black jacket over top. He must be roasting underneath his current guard. <laughs> and Luchasaurus wearing all black. Black mask too. now. <laughs> he's got a black, black mask. Evil dinosaur. Evil yeah. dinosaur. He's more, uh, you know, Jurassic Park style T-Rex versus, yeah. uh, you know, a land before time or we're back style t-rex uh but yeah let's move ourselves yeah. over to that blood and guts match here um because that's really what we're waiting on uh yeah so like we said blackpool combat club so that means we got moxley we got wheeler yuda we got claudio we've got fucking eddie kingston we got santana we got our t's taking on the jericho appreciation society jericho angelo parker matt maynard jack jake hager Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, of course, Ty Conti's going to be there hanging out at ringside because we all love the two of them and we want them there more. <laughs> we want them there more. Yeah. Well, uh, you know the rules. You start off with one member from each team inside the cage. Four minutes after that, a member from Jericho Society comes out because they got the advantage. And then you just alternate every three minutes until... All 12 members have entered the cage, and that's when we officially begin. Uh, and the only way you can win is submit or surrender. So there you go. That's out of the way. Uh, of course, Jericho, they always like to have matching outfits in their group. So this time they had, like, red leather pants with uh, fedoras. They and came out looking great. <laughs> like I fishnet shirts. And overalls. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, it was like a... Uh, it was like a, it's like a Clockwork Orange meets the Hardy Boys. Oh, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange meets like a two live, um, a uh, two no, not two live crew. Right said Fred. Uh, <laughs> if we can all remember the music video for "I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt," yeah, um, Mike, that's exactly right. If I, what, wh we all know how I feel about a synchronized outfit amongst a team. <laughs> so this was yeah, right no. in line with me. Yeah, I liked it. Good look. Good look there. Uh, we start off with Claudio and Sammy Guevara in the ring. And Sammy's just bouncing all over the ropes from one ring to the other. But Claudio just picks him up, 
tosses him around. The crowd's hot. Uh, Sammy gets overwhelmed, so he starts climbing the cage, trying to get away from him. But, uh, yeah, Claudio grabs him, hits the big swing. But that's when the counter, or, yeah, time's up. Daniel Garcia ens- enters the cage. Uh, so they double-team Claudio for a bit until Wheeler Yuta gets in the match, and he goes on a roll. Then we get Jake Hager and then John Moxley, who brings in a uh, chair and, uh, yeah, just chucks it right at Hager's face. And then he pulls out a fork and starts stabbing Garcia in the head. And uh, that gives us our first blood of the match. Garcia just gets split open here. And, uh, he'd be bleeding pretty good for the rest of the uh, for match. For the rest of the match. And he's coming off the, uh, the uh, at double or nothing, he would, you know, he's, he's lost a lot of blood in the past little while. Yeah. Uh, Claudio picks him up above his head like a military press and tosses him right into a cutter from Moxley. Nice move there. So the Blackpool clubs, they're in control. That's when Cool Hand Ange enters the match. And uh, his boys are down, though. So he's uh, he gets beat up himself. That's when Ortiz comes in. Mox pulls out a little burlap sack full of broken glass. So he pours that out. Pile drives Garcia onto the glass. So he's just bleeding even more now. Uh, and that's when Magic Matt enters the ring and uh, brings in just more chairs. And uh, Moxley gets busted open. At, or I think his cut from the pay-per-view just gets reopened. Yeah, just got reopened. Who are we kidding? <laughs> he's probably wanted that. He's like, all right, just t- hit me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so he's bleeding. Yeah, a lot of blood. Santana, he comes in next, brings in a table and a barbed wire baseball bat. And... Uh, yeah, Mox just once again with that fork, but then this time pulls out some wooden barbecue skewers, just puts them on Bernard's skull and just smashes them down. Just vicious. That was crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when he's down, it looks... So this was a fun little thing. Like I said, I'm looking for the blade jobs. And uh, after Moxley did that move to Menard, they kind of both lay down. And it looks like Moxley actually blades Menard for him. Like he does a little on his forehead. I'd let Moxley. I'd let Moxley blade me. Yeah, if I was like, you know, man, I'm nervous. You, you probably know how deep, so just do it. <laughs> you know the pressure you, to put. <laughs> yeah, so fun little moment there. Uh, so Menard's bleeding. He grabs the baseball bat, starts choking Moxley. That's when Jericho comes in. So we've got every member of the Jericho Society now, and there's just bodies and blood everywhere, and. Uh, finally, Eddie Kingston joins the match, so we officially start things, and uh, he's got a kendo stick, he's just beating the shit out of Jericho, and uh, we get the table set up, Santana and Ortiz powerbomb Hager through it, that's when Moxley and Yuta pour out a bunch of thumbtacks, uh, so yeah, they're, they're all getting all that, and then on the other side of the ring, Ortiz and Claudio just start literally tearing the ring apart, they're ripping it up, exposing the wooden boards underneath, which um, you never really saw them do anything with it. I think I don't think the camera caught it. Yeah, kind of- it, it, no, nothing much happened to it. Where usually when the ring gets pulled up, it's something dramatic's about to happen about the wooden yeah, boards, like a DDT onto the wood. So now, how far? Uh, my, I would love to know how far. Like, has anyone ever like removed the boards? I would love that because that'd be the next. I mean, remember, we we can picture Gargano and Champa ripping it up, big old fucking DDT or something. But like, I yeah. would love it if, uh, like, they ripped it up. You know, fight, fight, I fight, mean, and then somebody takes a board away from the structure. 
I mean, they've had spots where the boards like were already pre-removed, so a guy could literally go all the way through. Ah, uh, that's ring. a good point. Okay, yeah, I guess but we need things pre-removed. They've never had the guy like. No, but I mean, someone could do it if they pull out. I don't know. That'd be interesting. That's a good point. But, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, they 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 tear the ring apart. Uh, Menard gets suplexed onto the tax, uh, but then Jericho. He pulls out this bottle of rubbing alcohol. It was kind of weird. They had trouble. It was like Ty Conti was handing it to him through the cage and it was spilling everywhere. I don't know. But anyways, I thought they were going to light something on fire, but they ended up just spraying people in the eyes with it. Yeah, like it would just hurt, you know, because open yeah. wounds. Yeah, it would hurt. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Judas Effect, Moxley falls under the tax. Jericho picks up a handful of tacks and just rubs them into Moxley's mouth and then DDTs him under the tax. So Moxley's just a pincushion at this point. He even puts him in the walls of Jericho on top of the tax. And uh, that's when Kingston goes at Jericho. But uh, Chris pulls up a fire extinguisher, sprays him with that. And then uh, outside the ring, Ty Conti attacks Aubrey Edwards and steals her key. So she opens the cage. But then Ruby Soho comes running down. She fights with Ty. Uh, Taz called it Ruby Riot, but that's okay. We all make mistakes. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so Ruby, she brawls with Ty. Uh, yeah, they're kind of fighting off into the back. And uh, Meanwhile, the door's open, so Jericho, he's climbed out. He's climbed outside all the way up to the top of the cage. So Eddie goes up there after him, and uh, he hits him with the hurricane back fist. Sammy Guevara climbs up to help Chris, but Eddie gets a hold of him. And uh, they're standing right at the edge. He tosses Sammy off the top of the cage. Sammy does a front flip, lands onto the biggest timekeeper's table you've ever seen. I've never seen a timekeeper's <laughs> area as large as that one. As built up as but, that one, either. Yeah. I mean, it's all for good safety, though. He breaks through. Big bump there. Um, I mean, in front of the table, there was still like two feet of empty floor. So if he came up short, it would have been bad. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so he's out of the match. Huge bump for Sammy. Uh, Jericho and Eddie, they continue to fight on top of the cage. We see a Walls of Jericho applied. That's when Claudio climbs up to help out Eddie. And uh, he does the big swing to Jericho on top of the cage. That's got to be scary. And we get some good spins on this one. I think I was counting upwards of 12 or 15. Yeah, I mean, one little stumble, well, you get dizzy. You, oh, this is—he's a pro. He's been doing this for years. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, if Jericho, what if Jericho fucked that up? Somehow? That's a good point. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not gonna slip. They were fine. Uh, so it's a party on top of the cage. Matt Bernard climbs up. Uh, Claudio gets him in the sharpshooter. Meanwhile, Eddie's got Jericho in the stretch plum. So both of them got nowhere to go, but Bernard is the one that taps out first of the sharpshooter. So Claudio, no, I mean, the team wins, but he's the one that got the job done. And Eddie's disappointed because he wanted to make Jericho submit. But yeah, he gets over it. The baby faces celebrate. Uh, they all climb the cage after. And you could see John Moxley was terrified. He very slowly, he took this climb very gingerly. <laughs> uh, with that much blood in your face, after. I mean, it's hard. it'd be hard <laughs> to see where the footholes are. Yeah, but he admitted after. He's a, he's, he hates heights. No, so. really? But they got the job done. Blood and Guts gave us, uh, they delivered as promised. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is, right? I think, you know, we, you have, there's a standard of a match that we got to hit, and now we just got to keep hitting it. 
Yeah. Right. That was all. That was it. That was all of Blood and Guts. That was all of our AEW action for the week. Like, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back because uh, we have our one final pay-per-view of the week, and that is, of course, our Money in the Bank. So stick around. Back here with part two of the podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break here on the pay-per-view extravaganza, um, a show that we haven't done in a little while. There was a couple times when we started going to Saudi, when AEW was coming around, we were doing shows that were just pay-per-views. No actual weekly wrestling action, but it's been a little while since we've done that, and now we're kind of back at it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even mention, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but they also had the Great American Bash this week. No, so we're not more. even mentioning <laughs> it. We don't even have time for the Great American Bash here until there's a great Canadian uh, well. fun day. <laughs> fun. That's what we're calling it. Great Canadian yeah. fun. Uh, until that day exists, we're not going to talk about it, but we have some intense money in the bank action to get to. <laughs> Review. Of course, um, men's and women's ladder matches on the line, uh, both with seven competitors each. We have matches in between, of course. Anything uh, anything quick to cover before we kind of just get into the match itself? No pre-show on this card at all. Yeah, no matches at least, so nothing to worry about on that front. No. Uh, so let's just dive in. Money in the bank. Start off with the women's ladder match. So you got Asuka, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez, and Lacey Evans. So, uh, yeah, big lineup here. And, uh, you know, this match, it was ambitious, but uh, a little little sloppy. A couple sloppy moments here and there. I think, the, uh, I think the more, Mike, you know, I think just to that point, the more often that you get performers who have not been in a ladder in the, or in a Money in the Bank ladder match, the more likely that you're going to have just kind of what what's going on type of questions. Yeah, um, there was a couple. Yeah, couple a couple things. of them. A couple of them. And I think this uh, match actually was pretty short for a ladder match. So I think that kind of reflected that. Yeah, shorter than the men's. But, uh, you know, still ended up being fun. The crowd crowd was into it. The women worked hard. Uh, yeah, early on, though, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan, they were kind of like both laid out on opposite sides of a ladder and Raquel she goes to deadlift the ladder but it's too lopsided and she kind of struggles so her big strength spot kind of didn't really work yeah, even if it did work out it's really what, what was the point of it because she just drops them after and it's like a one foot drop like, yeah it was kind of like the big <laughs> the big uh muscle spot was just kind of like oh yeah so that uh yeah a little little weird but uh lots of regular just ladder bumps suplexes onto the ladders uh at one point raquel's in the corner she's got the ladder up against her like a set of stairs so shotzi goes to run up them like a like step but she slips and just falls off so she has to just kind of climb back up and hit an awkward looking ddt so Unfortunate, but the crowd forgave her. They were chanting Shotzi later, so it's crowd okay. was yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, one thing that I have to, uh, one thing that I noticed throughout this entire match, anytime Lacey Evans got her kind of I'm climbing the stairs opportunity, uh, would seem to be just met with booze, which uh, yeah. seemed to just be all of those. Remember all of those promos that she gave when she was returning, all that kind of goodwill she was generating, felt like it was all gone. 
um, based <laughs> clearly by as soon as she would touch the ladder and she was in that position where she was climbing to the top by herself, chorus of boos. Now, I couldn't tell if that was because people just wanted somebody else to win or if that was because she's not over in that sense, you know, because the Money in the Bank matches, it's going to be one of those middle grounds, right? It's like you may boo a baby face because they're just not the one who you are cheer, who you want to win that match. Yeah. No, I think that's probably it. She was probably most people's like sixth or seventh favorite in the match. So yeah, that's like, <laughs> six or seven. So you're saying second last or last? Yeah, I'm Great. saying between her and Raquel are probably the two that people probably know. Probably the last two. Well, I mean, people know Lacey Evans. But she's not as like cool as Shotzi, who no. you can just like because of her hair and stuff. <laughs> but uh, one of the craziest spots of the match happens when Raquel and Lacey, they both climb up on the same side of the ladder. Liv Morgan goes up the other side. Jumps over Raquel, grabs Lacey for probably the one of the tallest sunset bombs I've ever seen. Just like, especially for a girl of Liv's height, like that's just crazy, crazy jive for her. But, Top uh, of the ladder, yeah, one of the best match yeah. spots of the match, that's for sure. Because she like jumped over Raquel to get to Lacey, so and she uh, she almost missed, but it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Crowd chants, holy shit! So huge moment for her. Uh, yeah, and then at one point, Alexa, she's trying to climb the ladder. So Shotzi picks her up on her shoulders. Uh, she kind of like slams Alexa back into the ladder, but then stumbles and falls. So Alexa ends up getting it pretty bad, just kind of like falls on the ladder. The ladder twists and it's bent for the rest of the match. This is their main ladder. It was the and big it was like one. The big one, yeah. Yeah, so now it's only got like three feet on the ground when it's standing. So, uh, but we continue. Um, Becky gets laid flat out on a ladder. Shotzi goes to the top rope for her senton. But Becky moves and Shotzi just like cracks the back of her head on this ladder. It looked nasty. Uh, mm. I couldn't tell because she was wearing red makeup and it might have smeared, but it looked like it could have been blood on her head after, but it might have just been the makeup. I wasn't sure. Yeah, who knows? Either way, yeah, she uh, another big bump for her. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, one more big spot where they had uh, Asuka gets laid out on the ladder across the, the ladder spread from the, the announce table to the ring. Asuka's laid out on top of it. Becky climbs up another ladder, hits the big leg drop, but just kind of like bounces off Asuka and the ladder doesn't even bend or break. So that probably hurt both of them on that one. <laughs> Possibly. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that kind of takes Asuka out. Becky gets back in the ring. It ends up coming down to Becky and Liv. They're both climbing separate ladders right beside each other. Becky tips Liv's ladder over, but Liv, in midair, she manages to reach her foot out, catches the one foot on the rope, bounces herself back, uh, knocks Becky off the ladder, and then climbs to the top, unhooks the briefcase. Liv Morgan is your Money in the Bank winner. Miss Money in the Bank. Yeah. Super emotional. Crowd's loving it. Huge ovation. She's crying. I was happy. Yeah, I th- well, I think judging by the response, she was the clout she was the crowd favorite in this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, like I said, a couple couple parts didn't go as planned, but nope. uh overall it was still fun. The crowd loved it and they nailed the most important part, the ending, which could have easily gone wrong that tricky could have, could have gone live. 14 different directions but they got it <laughs> yeah so. but she nailed it you know that's got to be nervous to hit that and, yeah uh, she did it Liv morgan gets the win so 
at the end of the day, that's all. Miss Money in the Bank. Congratulations. You know, you're in the history books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had the United States title match. Theory defends against Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby was just super over as a baby face in this crowd. Yeah, in Las Vegas. yeah. Was it was it the Bobby Lashley over or the Austin Theory not over? <laughs> it's a classic. Uh, you know, anytime you go against Sammy Guevara, <laughs> I think a bit of both. A bit of both. Possibly. People are really people are really starting to like Bobby as a baby face. Just chanting his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Theory though puts up puts up a good fight, trying to wear Bobby down, and uh, ends up busting his his mouth open a little bit. His, teeth or his gum something was bleeding there but uh lashley cuts him off he uh hits a big power slam and um yeah theory tries to hit his finisher but lashley counters gets him in the hurt lock theory taps out so bobby lashley's the new united states champ and new two time now maybe he had it not he had it not too long ago yeah since since our since we remember I think he was the one that introduced the the redesign of the belt. Yes, you are correct there. Yeah, the new look as we see it now, um, you know, which is a great win. I think, yeah, over with the fans. I'm not sure if Bobby Lashley is from Vegas or close by or whatever it is, but for whatever reason, yeah. I mean, and with Cody gone, Edge ousted, you know, we're we're still looking for that top babyface here, even, even on SmackDown yeah. too, really, right? You know, it's... We're, well, look, we're looking I'm, for a baby face any, a, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with Roman not coming down Raw a lot of the time, this is almost like the top men's title. This now, is the this title. is the top championship here is Bobby Lashley, and hopefully he's able to carry it as such, you know? Yeah, I mean, he is one of the guys that's been booked very well the yes. last two or three years. So of course, hopefully right? Hopefully that means. Yeah, back, yeah, still hopefully. with MVP, so things are going well for him. Yeah. Uh, we got a quick interview backstage with Liv Morgan talking about the big win. They're like, hey, when are you going to cash in? She's like, I'm not even thinking about that. But, you know, maybe WrestleMania could be good. But I'm just going to celebrate and enjoy tonight. So we'll see about that. That's fair. But <laughs> in the meantime, you got Bianca Belair defending that Raw Women's title against Carmella, which was another uh, victim of the injury bug. It's, it was originally supposed to be Rhea Ripley getting the title shot here before she got injured and uh yeah my biggest takeaway though i don't know exactly when it happened but uh carmella finally got rid of that god-awful gimp mask fucking a (laughs) so that instantly like that uh four-star match right off the bat just by doing that for me Uh, but now, no, the rest of it, it is interesting you say that though. But I guys want to, I just want to put a pause on you for right there. I was listening <laughs> to a thing with, I was listening to a thing with, uh, with um, Meltzer where he was just talking about, you know, uh, how he rates a match, right? And Mike, I'd be question for you, you know, without without saying what he said or what what I feel. Now, do you see a match? With the bell rings, ding, ding, ding. Does a match start at zero stars and then goes up and down? Or does it start at three, go up and down? Does it start at five and go up and down? What do you think? How do you, in your mind, how do these things go? Uh, I'd probably lean at starting around a three, you know. Doesn't start at a zero, doesn't start at a five. So yeah, probably start at a three. Start in the middle and then... If it's terrible, I take away. If it's good, I add to it. See, I was actually thinking the I was actually thinking the other day. I, I feel like they all start at a five. Why well. not? Why not start it at a five? <laughs> I'm watching it. 
I clearly like it because I'm watching it, and then it's going to go up or down. I don't know. I'll just think I was interesting. <laughs> how, you know, we, everybody's going to have their own little way of uh, judging these things. Just curious uh, what yours did, was. Did Meltzer say how he does his? Uh, yeah, he starts his on the higher side also, and then goes. You know, he's he's leaning to more. You know, he's between a one and a five. He's more around a four. Uh, you know, and then it's, you know, and then it's okay. What, what, what is the match doing or not doing? Of course, not doing brings it down. What is it doing? Brings it up. Um, yeah, for I just me, thought it was interesting. Yeah. And I'd never thought about, you know, how I actually can, how, how I actually consider these matches. Yeah. For me, I feel like the three star, like nearly every match we watch is probably at least three stars just because every wrestler is competent enough. I mean, things go wrong. There's shit shows now and then. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, every match on a pay-per-view is going to be at least three stars, I would say. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's what. Or like a good TV match. <laughs> yeah. Like a real but, good uh, TV match. <laughs> but uh, anyways, back to Bianca, Carmella. Uh, yeah, ended up being, you know, just fine. It was good. Good enough. Carmella, when you give her a chance, she can go. And uh, of course, everyone loves Bianca now. And Yeah, they kept it pretty short. Carmella hits a big super kick. That was her big near fall there. But Bianca just fights back, hits the KOD. And this KOD had a little bit of extra hang time. I don't know if you noticed. A little bit of extra. I think (laughs) I I did notice that. You are right. (laughs) Stalled her. It was like a jackhammer. But uh, that, of course, gives Belair the win, retains the title. Uh, Carmella, though, is a sore loser afterwards, kind of beats down Bianca a bit. So we're thinking, could this be Liv Morgan? But nope. Bianca just gets back up and holds her title. She's okay. There's a uh, there's a real funny thing where it's like you got to wonder who are, are people being told what to say? You know the the commentary team are they being told what they should be saying, or Sometimes. are they just flat out fucking stupid? Um, Byron Saxton uh, says, uh, "Well, Corey, obviously you're cheering for Carmella." Quote. Here's the quote: "You two are associated." <laughs> to which Corey Graves respond, I'm married to her. Like, yeah. Byron, I know what you're doing, but you, you know, are you trying to mince words or are you, are you, are you stupid on purpose just so Corey Graves can fucking, like, you know, it's like, you know, like how, like, setting you know, up Graves for easy Well, ones. I wonder, you know, wrestlers, <laughs> they come into the match, you know, they're, they're talking about a couple spots. Let's do this. And we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You think the commentary team sits down there and Byron's like, Hey, I'm going to set you up with this little one. And then Corey, you'll smash me back. <laughs> and I, I wonder, I mean, it, it, it's as, as, as an improv performance, you know, just as much as, uh, the match itself. Yeah. I know Vince loves that kind of shit, so they might do it just for him. Maybe. Oh, the boss will love this. <laughs> the boss will love this one. I'm getting a bonus this year. Uh, then we had a little brief. I guess they uh, they showed us Logan Paul has officially signed a WWE contract. Yeah. So that's he's... Uh, great news. Great news. You know, he performed... He had one hell of a mania match there, of course, alongside The Miz. I think the bar is super... I think Bad Bunny really set the bar high for yeah. uh, kind of and you know everyone's the, maintained it yes I very mean, Johnny I, Knoxville Knoxville he uh he, he followed suit I think it is very important if you're yeah, going he takes to it be seriously it, yes so yeah I know he gets I mean he gets a lot of heat 
He he gets if he's in the building, he gets one of those. But the, it's like good heat. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very good heat. Yeah. Yeah. Like people hate him, but it's because like he's hateable. Because right? he's hateable. But then in the ring, you're like, wow, yeah, you're you're jumping off the top rope. You're jumping over dudes. Yeah. You're you know you're. I mean, the dude took on Floyd Mayweather in the ring. Of course, he <laughs> knows what he's doing. He's physically able to do so. And didn't Pat McAfee come in as a heel at first? So. He did in the match against Adam Cole. You're correct. Yeah, maybe Logan Paul can win this crowd over. Who knows? Yeah, yeah no, uh, that's exactly right. But then the worst part of the show, if you even want to call it part of the show, <laughs> they had a little backstage segment with Alexa Bliss walks into her dressing room to find that Lily has been up to no good and just bought a shitload of doll clothes and accessories. Which she paid for using her official WWE Credit One Bank Visa card. And uh, the most interesting part to me was they kept the live crowd audio over top and they just booed the hell out of this. <laughs> this blatant product placement. So Yeah, don't do that, that folks. <laughs> don't do that. It was just so out of place that it was funny. But uh, yeah, I'm not it makes me I'm definitely not getting a WWE credit card now. Probably it's probably not even available here in Canada. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but let's go to the undisputed tag title match. You got the Usos taking on the Street Profits. And, you know, I didn't care about the build to the match, really. But holy moly, the match itself, uh, it delivered. I mean, got a lot of time here, about 25 minutes or so. And so they just got to start slow and then just build and build. And the crowd was in the palm of their hands. And... Uh, for some reason, Montez Ford decided he's now in Degeneration X because he did about 50 crotch chops. He did that. 50 sockets. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. Vince yeah. is gone, so there's no rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one, the best one I liked when he was just standing on the top rope, he did a little 10 count, and the crowd was just going, suck it, suck it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Suck it. I suck it's a funny but thing now. Then he did 40 more after, so I was like, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no, the match was hot. Dawkins was looking good. Probably his best match I've ever seen. He was flying around in there. And the two of these dudes, every single week, they're improving little parts of their game. Yeah. You know, like, um, Montez, maybe they're teaching each other. Montez like, Ford huh. is getting fucking yoked as hell. Um, yeah. Dawkins has slimmed down. He's getting quicker. He's going over. He's doing Tope Con Heroes now. Yeah, they uh, just exchanged body mass. He's like, I'll give a little to you. Almost, they're off trading me. off some body mass here. <laughs> yeah, the two of these guys are at the top of their fucking game. That's for sure. Yeah, so looking great. They're on a roll. They hit that that doomsday blockbuster move they do for a big near fall. Uh, but then the Usos fight back, hit a double super kick on Ford. He kicks out, though. Crowd's going nuts. Uh and then Montez does his signature, that crazy dive he does where he just jumps right over the turnbuckle all the way to the floor, just clears the ring post. Uh, and then back of the ring, Dawkins hits the big spine buster. Ford hits from the heavens. Got the match won, but Oose breaks up the pin at the last second. So at this point, the crowd's just on their feet for the rest of the match. Uh, but unfortunately, Usos, they get rid of Dawkins, and uh, Ford's on his own. They hit him with the 1D. And that gets him the pinfall win. Usos retain the titles. Usos retain in one hell of a match. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you noticed, though. It didn't look quite to be a shoulders-down type of situation. 
No, you're absolutely right. And the Street Profits were complaining about that after saying Ford, his shoulder was up. And uh, when we see the video replay, uh, yeah, indeed. And uh, so hooked Ford's yeah. shoulder. And if they're showing us a video replay, you know what that means. Let's run it back, baby. SummerSlam, we're getting it. Um, Mike, for a little context here, the Usos are coming up. We are a mere week and a half away from a full year reign with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. They're currently sitting at 353 days. Wow. Well, so time, there you go. It's, time it's fucking gonna flies, eh? It's going to happen. <laughs> These guys are going to be sitting here. The bloodline is, of course, the blood. more, more importantly, though, the bloodline's still on top. Still on top, but uh, I don't think anyone would complain about having a rematch at SummerSlam after that. I won't. Excellent performance. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that one's at least four and a half stars in my book. Four and a half. I'd give it that. Yeah, I'd give it an eight. Four and a half. Speaking well, of ratings. Lately, I've speaking of ratings. Lately, let's ditch the star rating. Let's do an old-fashioned <laughs> school. A plus is the best. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll still just translate it to whatever the because in that case, in that case, I'd give it an A plus. Eighty <laughs> percent. Uh, let's go to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey defending against Natalia. Uh, crowd firmly behind Ronda here, uh, but Natalia's got a game plan. She targets Ronda's knee, just tries to weaken it up for the sharpshooter, but. Uh, Ronda's doing the same with Natty, targeting her ankle with the ankle lock. Just a lot of submission work here. Uh, this match was good. I thought it was pretty smooth. Like Ronda, uh, at one part she locks in, she puts Natalia in a sharpshooter. And while she's in it, she does the Shawn Michaels flex pose. So that was awesome. Good looking pose. Because, I mean, we've seen a lot of people attempting the sharpshooter lately. Not everyone can do it, but she managed to do it with one arm here. So I give Ronda credit. Uh, but then she goes for the arm bar, and that's when Natty tosses her to the floor. And upon landing, Rhonda tweaks her knee, so Natty just starts stomping away at it. Puts Rhonda in the sharpshooter on the edge of the apron. Uh, but Rhonda's able just to kind of like sling forward and slam Natty's head into the ring post. She picks up Natalia for the Piper's Pit, but her knee buckles on her. So Natty gets her in the sharpshooter once again. But Rhonda counters with a triangle choke. Natalia taps out. Ronda retains. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent match. I mean, of course, we know what Natty's doing, right? Like, it's an Natalia match at this point. Yeah, she's the she's the vet. She's the she's vet, almost, exactly. Yeah, uh, almost almost like done. a Dolph Ziggler match. You know, it's like we know <laughs> yeah, we know much. what we're getting, and it's gonna work. Yeah. She's not quite AJ Styles, but Dolph Ziggler. Absolutely. Nobody is AJ Styles, <laughs> my man. Well, Bianca Belair, I could put up there with okay. AJ. But okay. hey, we'll get there. We'll get there in a couple years. Because uh, you weren't done here, Ronda. She's she's won the match, but she's struggling to even stand up to celebrate. That injured knee of hers is, is compromised. And that's when Liv Morgan's music hits. This crowd explodes. You know what's going on. And you can just see Rhonda. She just smells the word shit. Her selling here. I thought her selling was great. Yep. Uh, so Liv runs down to the ring. She hands the briefcase to the ref. Uh, he doesn't even stall. He knows. He wasn't a dumb fuck. He takes it. She's cashing in. 
because uh, Mike, you know how much I hate. <laughs> you know how much I hate when they take fucking forever. Yeah. Are you sure? Wait a minute. What oh, are you doing? What? And then they'll turn. They'll turn to the timekeeper and then turn back. Are you really wanna do this? Yeah. <laughs> but the bell rings. It's official. Ronda versus Liv for the title. Crowd's going wild. Liv charges at Ronda for, with a big kick, but then Ronda catches her. Gets her in the ankle lock, right in the middle of the ring. Liv Morgan is screaming. I'm screaming. The audience is screaming. We please do not let Liv tap out and take this away from us. And thankfully, they didn't. Liv, she manages to twist around. She kicks Ronda right in the bad knee, which causes her to buckle. She rolls her up, gets the one, two, three. Liv Morgan, she's done it. Your new SmackDown Women's Champion. She pinned Ronda clean. Clean in the middle. Who's done that? Nobody. I mean, not Char- even Becky, Charlotte arguably. Wins, I think. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I, no. I, the combined moment of you know this. They, this is who the fans wanted to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. These were who the fans wanted. This is what this was. Yeah. This is what everybody wanted. Yeah, I didn't necessarily expect her though to be the one to pin Ronda for the no, title. But hey, not at all. That's hey, I love it. Great moment. What a win. The crowd gives her a standing ovation. Uh, even Ronda Rousey, she's humble. She hands her the belt, gives her a hug. As uh, Liv, just another emotional celebration, but she deserves it. Uh, yeah, two of the biggest wins of her career in the same night. So, And Mike, it, just, might, be, it might be worth saying um, that out of the, I don't know, for those, uh, for those keeping score at home, out of the five Money in the Bank, women, Women's Money in the Bank cash-ins, three have now occurred on the night of the event itself. Alexa yeah, Bliss and, and Alexa Bliss and Bailey being the uh, the other two. And then Nikki Ash was the next night on Raw, so that was less than twenty four hours. So Carmella's the only one that's Car- held the who not taste only did she win it day. twice, yeah, but she she, held, she she also held it for you know uh, ten nine months or something, right? You know, yeah. So, that's uh, funny. She actually has the longest Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, the first and ever, the longest. If you call yeah, it that, the longest ever. Yeah. Even more than the men, I mean, like her her time carrying the case. I would love it if somebody got to the last day and then that's the story is like today's <laughs> the day or, you know, tomorrow's the day or whatever, you know, maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, someday we'll see. Uh, but we got one more match to finish this show. Of course, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. You got Seth Rollins, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Omos, Mad Cat Moss, and Sheamus. That was supposed to be the lineup, but then uh, Adam Pearce comes out and says, We're not done, folks. We're adding to this match. So at first, there's some excitement. There's some buzz. We're like, Oh shit. You know, John Cena just came back on Raw a couple weeks ago. Could it be him? Could it be Cody Rhodes? The miracle? Uh, <laughs> the miracle, Cody. Uh, no- the American miracle. <laughs> yeah, but nope. It's theory, so boo, I don't like that. And commentary just says, oh, Mr. McMahon using his power, but... Uh, I don't think anyone liked that. Yeah, I mean, fuck, but whatever. The match was still a lot of fun, as you'd expect. Lots of bumps, uh, lots of ladder spots. No no real botches like the women's match, really, but... Uh, nope. Yeah, everyone just kind of gangs up on Omos. They're smashing him with ladders. They're burying him under a pile. Uh... I loved Sammy. He was my favorite. Just, he's just kind of trying to sneak his way in. Everyone was busy. He tried to run up the ladder, and he came so close. I really hoped he would get it, but uh, <laughs> wasn't to be. 
yeah so anyways the uh the craziest moment of the match was when the ladder or uh yeah we get a we get a super tall ladder just kind of set up in the middle of the ring riddle climbs up and he stands on the very top like not even the rung just the flat top of the ladder hits a huge floating bro onto a pile of guys down below just crazy i mean that thing could have tipped i thought i saw theory laying on the ground kind of holding it but still no one usually jumps off the top like that. off the top like <laughs> that with no shoes by the way no shoes. everything riddle does <laughs> is with no shoes let's just let's just remember that yeah so that was the spot of the night for me that crazy floating bro there but uh big holy shit chant uh that's when omos gets back in the match so everyone just again teams up takes a turn they all hit their finishers and then they all just pick him up off the ground and then when he's in the air they hoist him up above their heads so omos is higher than he's ever been and uh they just launch him onto the announce table and it explodes so he's dead another holy shit champ for that they actually got some good distance there on that toss that was pretty good yeah uh, so a bit later, Drew McIntyre, he's at the top, about to grab the case. That's when Butch comes running out to interfere. Uh, we just continue. Everyone has their little close calls, fingertips touching. Uh, Rollins climbs up the ladder. Riddle sets up an even taller ladder right beside him. And then uh, he climbs up, hits the biggest super RKO we've seen yet. <laughs> just jumping off the ladder to the ground. Just crazy, crazy fall. Riddle was a hero in this match. He was pulling out all those <laughs> ath super athletic spots. He was the fucking work. He was the workhorse. He's been the workhorse yeah. of WWE. I mean, even throughout his much. his reign with Randy. Yeah. So going over a year now, a year straight. Dude is nonstop. fucking over like Rover. So he hits that super RKO. He climbs back up the ladder. He's so close. We all want to see him win. But then, goddamn, Austin Theory he climbs up. Knocks Riddle down, unhooks the case. Theory's your winner. And and what feels, I mean, I, I could hear in your voice or there, feels just like underwhelming, right? Especially yeah, when it's the boring. Uh, especially when it is the surprise entrant. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like just... we we hype ourselves up and in our minds before the match, and we're like, hey, gay, okay, 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 and the next thing we know fucking you know it's just like okay whatever you know it's yeah wasn't what i wanted i mean speculation would think maybe this was originally cody's case to win but i i, I i'm gonna believe it was cody's case to win um yeah, which would have been way 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 better exactly right but between this and i'm sure we can remember from a couple years ago the uh brock lesnar win where it's just like oh he shows up and wins oh that's yeah. not fun right I like, think with him he didn't even show up till like halfway through the match didn't he I, like, like i think that. honestly like three minutes to go like, like the he, end of the he match showed up <laughs> yeah. kind of pushed a bunch of shit aside f5 boom yeah, I don't think even think he had fived anyone. Honestly, I think he just pushed Mustafa <laughs> Ali off of a fucking ladder. Oh and then, yeah, damn. But yeah, it's, it's it's that kind of thing of like, oh, we wanted it, we thought it would be one thing, and then it turned out that it was actually the other. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I think a lot of people out there would have been hoping for Riddle. I mean, maybe even hell. I mean, you yeah. know, if, if this was Cody's match to win and he wasn't there, hell, Seth Rollins. Why yeah. the fuck not? I mean, right? Sami Zayn would have been a lot of fun with the bloodline. That would have been a great storyline. Have Seth 
beat Roman and then have Cody beat Seth. Like these sorts of things seem to, but you know, but especially Austin Theory's current trajectory and where it looks like these world championships are going, Austin Theory's not going to beat fucking Roman Reigns. And if he does, that's a terrible decision. (laughs) That'd be a terrible terrible decision. decision. (laughs) But Seth beating Roman, you know, at least there's, that's, that's a thing, you know, or. Yeah. No, like I said, Sami Zayn would have been a lot of fun because he could have been like, well, Roman, I'm not going to cash in on you, but he'd be tempted. He's always around the bloodline. Exactly. But no, right, Theory so. wins. Uh, yeah, Theory is just boring. Your whole gimmick is you take selfies. Like, you're you're Sammy Guevara with a cell phone, and we already hate Sammy <laughs> Guevara. And, and less most, athletic. And most people hate cell phones. Yeah, and you're less athletic. You're not falling off the top of a fucking cage. Uh, so yeah, it was a little bit of a uncli- anticlimactic ending. I think certainly um, the other parts of the show were, you know, more exciting than the winner of the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. But hey, you're not going to win them all, right? Yeah. So yeah, match itself was pretty good. Yeah, bad winner, but whatever. What the wrestling world moves on very quick. <sighs> hey man, it does. That was our big pay per view extravaganza. We have time for one more thing, and that is to pre- present to you a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week of the week of the week. The wrestler of the week. Mike, I'm going to speak for you on this one because you know exactly, uh, I think we both know who's deservingly of this. I'm going to bet our time on the show on this one that this is a (laughs) unanimous uh, wrestler of the week, none other than Mrs. Money in the Bank, Liv Morgan. Uh, she's my wrestler of the yeah. week. I know she's your wrestler of the week. All the hard-fought work. We thought that, remember months ago when there was Liv and fucking Dewdrop and Rhea Ripley, we thought things were just going so hot and then she lost a couple and now she, you know, and it's that sort of middle ground, but, you know, the fans, more importantly, never gave up on her and uh, yeah. she never gave up on herself. And now look at her. You're the SmackDown Women's Championship. The world is your burrito uh congratulations and, and all yeah, those she did and by all accounts she's just a wonderful person and she seems like it so well and deserved the the it, the online community exploded i don't even mean fans yeah. i mean all the professional wrestlers out there ruby all her Soho, peers people in aew the uh, of course um, uh, the, the the rest of the riot squad was excited for this outcome of course sarah logan my favorite um <laughs> everyone yeah th- this was one of those fun moments that you know just somebody who worked hard for years and years and years finally getting uh that sort of recognition i can't nothing n- no more we can say yeah great stuff yeah. love it and uh yeah we'll see where she goes from here yeah real looking forward to seeing what happens with the rest of this championship and uh that's all the time we have uh, that's all the time we have for the podcast this week thank you for listening folks a little bit of a sp- extended episode here but next week we'll be back with our normal wrestling action of course dynamite we got our rampage we got raw we got smackdown nxt moves on and uh really looking forward to it we're getting back in the swing of things yeah there were some title changes that we didn't get to mention this week oh yeah new nxt women's tag team champion congratulations Corey jade and uh the other one her name is 
uh, Roxanne, Roxanne Perez. Perez. I was good. I was getting there, but I do appreciate that help, Mike. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And not every- only that. What? Not only that, Wardlow won the Wardlow! TNT Wardlow! New TNT champion that happened last night. You are right. But <laughs> so don't worry, we'll be... The gold and purple. Gold and purple is very short-lived. Well, well hopefully. Anyway, maybe he sorry. might hold on to it. We don't know. Well, I guess we'll probably find I mean, out. Maybe, maybe he'll keep the, the gold. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out on Rampage or yeah. maybe this anyway. week's Dynamite. But uh, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging in with us, folks. We're going to be back next week with our normal scheduled wrestling action. And uh, Mike, take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Shoot!